gentlemen, welcome back to Building Championship Mindsets, the podcast. This is your host, Dr. Amber Selking, where we are in season 13, entitled The ABCs of Winning the Mental Game. If you've been joining us on this journey so far this season, you know that this season is dedicated to my new beautiful daughter, Eliana Bell. But this season is also a call back to the fundamentals in all of our lives, not just the kids that I hope are tuning into this season. Um, but again, all of us as professionals, what we're seeing in today's world is that there's a lot of people that want greatness. There's a lot of people that want change. And yet many are unwilling to do the fundamental things necessary on a consistent basis that we know throughout the course of history of human beings allows people to deliver their best when it matters most. And so while this season has been a little less on the scientific side, which is typically a part of how we operate at Selking Performance Group, you know, we work with uh, businesses, uh, sports teams, individuals, on really helping them understand sort of the science behind human high performance and organizational high performance, but then also how to take that science and turn it into practical application to drive organizational and individual success. Um, again, this season is a little less on the sciencey side behind all of these things. And again, just more of a call back to the fundamentals. So we released a book in 2020 called Winning the Mental Game, the playbook for building championship mindsets that has a lot of those fundamental scientific elements there while also being laced with stories and actual mindset training. There's 48 QR codes embedded throughout the book that you can scan and that takes you to different articles, different social media postings, different videos that help bring the content to life. So it's not like a science textbook that you're reading, but it does go more in depth to some of, again, those theories and, and research behind all the stuff, you know, that we say. But again, this season is meant to be a little bit like Lighter, easy to consume on your way to work, um, in your in the morning when you're getting ready for work, when you're getting your family ready uh, for the day, things to listen to to remind you about the ABCs of how to show up and be your best that day. And so today we're on letter O, and O is for ownership, taking ownership over your life. If I can, if I can give human beings a shout to do anything, it's that take ownership over how you show up on a moment-by-moment -moment basis. Whether you go back to letter A, which stands for attitude, or B, which stands for belief, take ownership over your attitude, over the belief in yourself and what you're doing and how you're operating. Ownership is sort of this fundamental thing that I see the difference between successful people and unsuccessful people, successful organizations and unsuccessful organizations. Are you willing to take individual ownership for what you're doing and how you're doing it and your results? And the sad part is in our society today, most people aren't. And part of it is because society and social media wants to rip everybody for anything that they say or do. So it's just created a basic insecurity in people to make a stance or take a stance on anything because of that, which is really unfortunate and I understand. However, we need to be smart. We need to be more thoughtful about, well, what are we standing for? What argument are we really making? Do we truly believe it? And I think maybe that's why we've seen a sort of a step back from people taking ownership over things is because 
they haven't really invested the time, energy, and attention in ensuring that what they believe in and what they're fighting for is truly worth it. And so um, maybe it's just easier to not take total ownership over things and to, to carry on. But my challenge for us today is to take ownership over, over everything that's in front of you. You know, the definition of ownership is the act, state, or right of possessing something. Again, this personal responsibility. We have a, um, he's now a vice president of operations at Lippert where I've served as the vice president of leadership and culture for the last five years. His name's Josh. So shout out to Josh. Uh, he he had his whole manufacturing plant, you know, if, talking about big O, big O. And if, he, if he'd talk about big O, everybody would put their, their hands up over their heads and make an O. Shout out to all my Ohio State fans out there, you know, and you do the O-S-U, that's kind of what they would do the O. He's not an Ohio State. State fan, but that's what it looks like for reference for my football fans. So, so taking big O, you know, and that was their thing. We're going to take ownership from the very senior most leader in our operation to the very most fresh tenured team member on the front lines of our business. We want everybody taking big O and ownership over um, everything, whether that's communication. It's like, well, I didn't know that. That's an excuse. That's not extreme ownership. That's not taking the big O. If you don't know something, ask. If you didn't understand something, clarify. If you have information, share it, communicate it. And so again, there was the, it left little room for excuses. And guess what? That became one of our and continues to be one of the most high-performing plants in our organization because everybody's taken ownership. And, and Josh, as the senior most leader, empowered people to take ownership. Again, empowered people. So so there's always two folds to this. As you know, my theory on high performance excellence is that it has to be top down and bottom up and contextually relevant. So top down, Josh had to say, hey, everybody, not only do I want you to take personal ownership and responsibility and accountability for what we're doing and how we're doing it, but I'm going to follow up with that through my actions. I'm going to celebrate people who bring ideas to the table and want to implement a new system or process or product into how we operate. And when you want to change something, I'm going to support that change if it makes sense and it falls within our financials. And so again, he not only said, I want you to take ownership, but he followed that up with his words and actions. But then again, that bottom up, people have to be willing to take a hold of it and run with it and say, hey, this is what we're doing because I think this is what's best for the organization. And then collectively, there's enough trust and relationship and communication there that if we need to pivot or make adjustments or say, hey, maybe that was actually the wrong decision, cool, we do it, we move on. That is one of the things that I love about Lippert. There's so much autonomy granted and given to people. And if it turns out to be a wrong decision, no big deal. As long as we didn't make a huge financial mistake, which, you know what, we've done that before too. All right, well, we're gonna deal with it and move on. Everybody trusts each other enough and our capability enough to know that we can adjust if it doesn't work out. But man, we are not gonna rest on status quo of just doing things the way we've done because we're afraid of making a potential mistake. And that is the beauty of ownership. And so, you know, I see that too in, in the athletes that we work with through Selking Performance Group. And that's why I think understanding the fundamentals of how the brain works and how it impacts how we show up is that it really gives people courage and confidence to take ownership over their lives and over how they operate on a day-to-day -day basis. Because the other thing that we've seen 
seeing again with our athletes is, you know, when we talk about building habits, right, and habits of excellence, it's very easy to think that, oh, well, that's just as it relates to my sport. But when they learn that, man, your brain doesn't know the difference if you're at football practice or you're in the weight room or you're in the classroom or you're at home in your dorm or or in your in your bedroom at home if you're still in high school, you know, it only knows whatever habits you're creating. So if you've got sloppy habits of what your bedroom looks like, of what your car looks like, of how you dress, man, those habits are gonna show up in the area that you say that you care most about which is your game. I had a hockey player, I share this story in the book, Winning the Mental Game, about how, you know, he said every time he'd go to practice at the rink, he'd dress up in a, in a suit and he just made it very professional and made everything about his hockey experience and existence of acting like a pro because he wanted to be a pro and he is now. And then he realized like, man, my car looks like a tornado went through it. My room is a disaster. And he's, and he's like, and some of the people I'm hanging out with They don't have very high goals and expectations for their lives. And he asked me, Doc, is that going to impact my my goal to be a pro? And I was like, well, tell me what you know about habits. And he's like, my habits follow me wherever I'm at. And it's one impacts the other. So if I'm sloppy in three quarters of my life, I can't expect the quarter of my life that I say is really important to me to be on point. He's like, I got it. <laughs> and so all of a sudden, the room was in straight order and had a day that it got cleaned every week. You know, the car became immaculate and had cleaning supplies in the back trunk so he could always keep it on point. Um, and he made some really hard decisions with the people that he was spending time with because he realized, I want to be the best. And if I want to be the best, I got to be around the best. But that's taking ownership over every aspect of his life and realizing that when we take ownership over every aspect of our lives, then the aspects of our lives that mean the most to us are going to have the largest benefit. So take ownership over your individual life and then over the culture and the organization that you're a part of, whether it's a team, whether it's a company, whether it's your family. Culture and healthy culture and thriving organizations are not somebody else's responsibility. They're yours. Your family culture is the byproduct of everybody in that system taking ownership and playing their part. So again, leaders, we have to give people opportunity to play a part, right? Parents, if you want your kids to be contributing members of your family, there's a little thing called chores. Everybody should have them. And everybody should have to do them themselves. I was talking with one of my friends the other day and he told me that when his kids were little, from the time they could stand on a stool in front of the sink, they were doing dishes. And he goes, and it was painful because I'm a perfectionist. And these dishes were not like perfect, but for a four or five-year-old, you know, you I mean, it's not gonna be perfect necessarily, but we washed the dishes and they dried the dishes and they put the dishes away. And then we'd go do our bedtime routine and then I'd get them to bed. And guess what I did for about three years? I'd go back down and I'd redo all the dishes. And it's not because... I I didn't hold them to a standard, but you have to hold to standards at age relevancy. But it was about teaching them that they have to participate and that there's a job and they did the best they could as little guys and they got celebrated for it. But then, you know, dad had to go back and, and redo all the dishes so that they were done right. And that's okay because we're teaching them responsibility and accountability and ownership. And that, if, if, if your team or your organization, you feel like you're the only one doing stuff, you probably are. 
And so we have to understand that as we build culture into any system, we have to put handlebars on it that people can take a hold of it and feel like it's theirs, that they can run with, that they can contribute to, that they can amplify, grow, evolve based on what's in front of us. And that is how we stimulate ownership individually and organizationally. Pat Summit, a famous women's basketball coach. We lost her several years ago, unfortunately, um, but one of the most legendary winningest coaches, women's basketball coach again out of the University of Tennessee. She's got an incredible quote that says, responsibility equals accountability equals ownership. And a sense of ownership is the most powerful weapon a team or organization can have. Man, you think about that and you think about the legacy of the teams that she coached and the championships that she won. Coaches understand this. They're not the ones out on the court, out on the field. So they need individuals who know what to do, when to do it, how to do it, how to make adjustments when things break down. If you're a coach and you realize that your team doesn't know how to do that, it's probably because you haven't given them an opportunity to practice, to cultivate, and to truly take ownership over their game and over their decision-making in the course of a competition setting. And so we need to be able to stimulate that, train it, give people opportunities to practice it, and then put it in action when the game's on the line. So this week, O is for ownership. And your championship mindset training is to find ways and opportunities individually and collectively to generate a sense of ownership not just from a mental perspective, but from a pragmatic action-based perspective. How do I take ownership over my thoughts and over my actions on a day-to-day basis? And how can I create opportunities for those in my team, in my organization, or in my family to take ownership over what makes us special, unique, and great as a collective group? Man, it's been fun talking about this topic with you today. I'd love to hear what resonated with you. If you want to shoot us a tweet or highlight it on Instagram, uh, we are there on at Champ Mindsets. We're also on LinkedIn and, and Facebook at Selking Performance Group. And again, would love to hear what stood out to you. How are you going to apply this? And if there's anything that we can do for you, either through keynote speaking or one-on-one performance coaching, check out our website, selkingperformance.com, and um, you'll have access to a lot of free resources on there. You can check out our performance team and you can also uh, send me an email directly through that site or uh, just shoot me an email at drselking at selkingperformance.com. Thanks so much for tuning in. You've been listening to Building Championship Mindsets, the podcast. This is your host, Dr. Amber Selking. And from the locker room to the boardroom, I just want to challenge you to continue building your championship mindset.